so excited about what God's doing. Again, I, I told you last week uh, that we were starting a new conversation, a new series called The Blessed Life. I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy named Robert Morris. Um, he's a pastor uh, that has really mined out what this blessed life stuff looks like through Scripture. And I'm excited to share some of the things that he has gleaned, but also as I study the same Scriptures, what God has put in my heart to share with you as well. Last week, you remember when we were together, uh, we started the series talking about the heart and how important our heart is and how important a healthy heart is, right? Remember the story of my grandfather and how that guy was blessed, but sadly his heart gave out and he couldn't go on be a, being a blessing to others, right? Because he passed and that's a natural part of life, but, but still that left a void, you know, and that left, you know, a hole in our hearts, but such an understanding of what a blessed life should look like and how we should strive for that as well is something that I gained from there. But we talked about out of scripture, Luke and Matthew were a couple places that we went to about how important it is to, to have the right heart and what we give to others. If we give judgment, if we give condemnation, that's what we'll receive. And what we only receive it back, pressed down, shaken together. Remember that and running over? A lot of times we use that only in, in lieu of finances, but that's also what comes out of the heart. And that's what we really needed to understand last week, a matter of the heart. And really when we talk about the heart as the basis, that helps us to understand all the other aspects of the blessed life and what we want to share. It was so key for us to understand the deeper meaning when Jesus said, give and it will be given to you, it was so important for us to understand that what, right, we give will be given back. And we have to understand that God has given to us, not so that we can get, right, do you remember that, those that were here, but so that we can give. So what did God give us? Forgiveness, number one, through Jesus. And that's important for us to receive forgiveness, but to also to give forgiveness. He, he, he loosened the load of judgment on our lives and, and didn't give us condemnation, but gave us life. So we want to do the same for others. Does that make sense to you still? It's all about the heart. We can't be selfish, right? We can't grieve when we give, right? Selfishness happens before we give. A grieving happens after we give. If you give something, don't think about it again. It's gone. You listen to what God said and give it to someone, whatever it is. We give liberally with a generous heart, and it's so key to give liberally with what you have. Give, you know, freedom, not condemnation. Give, you know, a non-judgmental attitude. You see what I'm saying by this? Give of your heart, and it will be liberally given back to you. And to be grateful for what God has done. Number one, salvation. What a wonderful gift. Be grateful for what God has done in your life, all right? So today, uh, we're, we're heading uh, on, on the journey to the blessed life, and we, this is our second stop on the destination, all right, on the blessed life journey. And today's question for you was uh, one I often ask myself as a student and throughout my life, and I, I don't want to, to mess this up here, but I, I want you to, to get with me. This is one of those questions that when I was a student, how many guys are students, okay, um, and, and how many of you guys are lifelong learners? Should be all of us. Okay, so we're all students in a way. But this was a question that I asked myself a lot when I was in school because I was this guy. I arrived to school, all right, and uh, I'm sitting around talking to my friends. Did you think I talked in school a lot? No, not at all. I was a communications major in preschool, okay? One of those things. Um, but I remember arriving in class. Listen, they, they loved how much I communicated, so much so that my sixth grade teacher, bless her heart, Miss Rose, she was a fill-in because we ran the first one out. I didn't have any part of that because I was still sweet, just talked a lot, all right? But Miss Rose wanted to silence Justin Myers. 
Nobody puts baby in the corner, okay? <laughs> but Miss Rose put baby Justin in the corner behind a bookshelf, thinking that that, could, thinking that that could silence the beast. And I already had just such an affinity for electrical work. I've always loved it. Val, we have fun together, don't we? I always like electrical work. I love how these things work. So I said, I'm going to try my hand at it. And I grabbed a paper clip, and I'm, I'm going to ground this plug out, right? <laughs> It didn't work. I guess the plug was dead, or I would have ended up dead. after. I was pretty grounded myself, all right? But I remember, you know, she was trying to silence me, put me in the corner, but most of the times when I'd come to class, I'd talk to my friends, and like, hey, man, you know, uh, you know we got a test today. Pricky, 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 pricky. You know, crickets came out of nowhere. I was like, what test? Anybody, can you identify with me on that? Were you that kid that when you went to school or you go to school or you show up for work even now and they're like, hey, we got training today. What training? What test? And then you're trying to remember. And then you never prayed in the spirit like you had that day. Lord, help me remember everything. You know, bring it to remembrance, Lord. Bring it back. You know what I'm saying? You turn into a, a lady from the south all of a sudden. What test? What test? And for us today, um, we're going to spend some time on this question. And, and I want to be real with you. Um, this, this question is, is about tithing. And let, let me, before, how many just tuned out? Oh, crap, he's talking about money. Let, let me tell you a conviction of mine. I was misled, misguided, not taught properly for so long in my life that everything that I think about most times when it comes to biblical living and all that, can be skewed from what I learned in the past. Can you identify? Just like we talked about the person of the Holy Spirit before, and how important it is to understand who he is, I was misled, misguided, right? And let me, let me tell you the truth. When it comes to this thing called money, remember we talked about the heart, how the heart string is attached to the wallet. Honestly, you've got to be real, right? We need to learn how to talk about this. I was speaking with a friend of mine, uh, one of our, our kids' uh, friends' moms, right in front of our school, the kids that they go to, and uh, we were talking about money. And it was just a natural conversation because she was secure enough to talk about their life and I was secure enough to talk about mine. But a lot of times, this is the thing that we want to sweep under the rug and not talk about. Are you with me? Because a lot of times we were uneducated, uninformed, We've not handled it well. And if anything that we're sharing is a horror story, not a story of blessing. Are you with me? So it's key for us today to learn about this properly. All right? Disclaimer on the front end. If this is not your home church, don't think about that for here. Are you with me? If you have a home church, you tie it to your home church. All right? And, and for us in this place that we call this home, it's something we want to talk about. Because I want to properly educate myself. Are you with me? and you on what it means to tithe and to give, all right? So this is like our, the, the conversation that I've always wanted to have with everybody one-on-one, but we can't do it, all right? So we're going to do it today. We're not going to get scared. We're not going to get freaked out. We're having a conversation because we want to have a blessed life, not a stressed life, all right? And when I think about money, I, I, the blood pressure already went up. Did you feel it? It's, it's hotter in here. Is it not hotter in here? The AC's on. I've even turned it down because I knew it would get hotter, if you know what I'm saying. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to learn the right way. So this is a question I want to ask. Whom are you thanking from your first fruit? You'll see it on your screen. Whom are you thanking 
for your first fruit. Now, keep an open mind. Keep uh, some context here, biblical context that you're going to glean from so that we can grow in this way. I don't know about you. When you hear first fruit, are you thinking, well, I normally go to Kroger, and my first fruit that I get from there typically is bananas. You know what I mean? So who am I? Lord, I thank you for Chiquita, um, and I thank you for the bananas that they give. They are part, no. You, think about it this way. First fruit. If we were in an agricultural society, are you with me? If we were raising grain, if we were growing all the things that we lived off of, we would use these things to live. We would trade, we would barter, we would do these kinds of things. First fruit. Now, but when we put it in our context, I don't know if you've ever been to Sheets, but when you go in, they say, how would you like to pay for that? And I said, sir, I have some bananas. <laughs> he said, sir, you are bananas. <laughs> it's banana. No, but he's like credit or debit. Or if you have this other thing, this anomaly called cash, you can pay with that as well today. Our first fruits, we're, we're talking about our finances, right? And, and here's the thing. You, you need students and, and us older than students. Did we not want to hear this? Seriously, did we not want to hear biblical teaching on what it means to steward your finances? Because if you've ever been outside of college and you got a real job, then you're going to have to get real with your money, even more real. I wanted this. Adults, we need this. It's important for us. I've never been good at this test, though. Do you feel that? I've never answered this question right. I've never really handled this the way that I should. And I feel this way even in myself because I was not properly educated as well. Malachi 3, 6 through 10. Listen to this, this scripture with me, if you will. If the Lord, excuse me, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and this, listen to me, this is a theme. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? We are a mere mortal. We will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you in tithes and offerings? You're under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Food, did you hear that? Food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing, you hearing that? Blessing, that there will not be enough room to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord. This is an ordinance that God placed in place for a reason. Remember when we talked about giving, he created it for us, not for him. Remember that? Because it's so important for us to have the heart that he has when we give. It's an ordinance. And listen, an ordinance is simply this, a principle of ordinary behavior. A principle of ordinary behavior. This was something that God put in place to be a part of ordinary behavior in our lives. And in the lives of those from the beginning of time, if you will, if you think about it, an ordinary behavior. See, we get this picture in Malachi, and I love this. Chapter 1, right? Returning to God in your faith. 
Returning to God in your faith and your belief in who he is. Chapter two, returning to God in your family, bringing your family back to him. And it's so key in that way. Chapter three, returning to God in your finances, the things that he's given you, the fruit of your life. Chapter four, God is returning to Israel. He's returning to us in this way. What do we need redemption from? What do we need him to return back to? Why do we need this? Did you ask yourself that question? If you really look at your bank account or you look at your life or you look at your giving, you say, I'm all right. Have you ever done that? I have. You look at it and you say, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good to go. I don't feel like there's like a curse on my life that someone's like, you're cursed. You're like, oh, uh, you're weird. I didn't feel that like you did. You know, we, we, don't, we don't have that necessarily. We don't necessarily feel that when you look at the bank account and your bills are being paid, right? You know what I'm saying about this? <laughs> That's a joke, isn't it? Bills being paid. <sighs> what do we need redemption from, though? The world in which we live is cursed. It's part of the fall of man. It's a cursed world. Again, you're not walking around, right? Someone's like, I curse you, I curse you, I curse you. You know, it's not like that. But there is a curse on this world. And God wants to redeem us, redeem our gifts, our talents, and everything that he's put in our possession. He wants to redeem it. Does that make sense? Is that fruit loopy? Those that didn't answer, you're like, totally. God wants to redeem it. That's what he does. So what is this test? Tithing is the test. And I can tell you firsthand, can I be super honest with you, this is a test. Here, in my family, and I've watched the difference when I was passing and when I was failing. Are you with me? I'm not going to get up and say, I am perfect in my giving, my tithe, and you know, that's not real life. I can tell you what, stuff comes out of the middle of nowhere. Oh, you fell and broke your face, that's great. How are we going to pay for that? Do I write the check to God or do I write the check to the doctor? Your face is broken. Does that happen? Is that real life or every single tire all of a sudden blows out? Morgantown doesn't have a pothole problem. Not at all. No. Literally, I saw a car get swallowed one time. I'm not, but it was the wheel, but I'm serious. We don't, Maryland's not that bad. You know this guy. But literally, half of the wheel was gone. And they couldn't get out. And I was like, that struggle is real, okay? Swallowed. But literally, you got the, the checkbook or you're online, okay, if you will, to send your tithe and do all this stuff. And you know, you know, I know, I know. Listen, you know stuff's going to happen right when you want to do that. Can I just be real? You know you're going to get a surprise bill from someone you didn't even know existed, but you're like, oh, I remember that now. It's going to happen. That's a test. It's a test. And we pass and fail these tests most of the time, all the time. But what we want to do is just get the right grade on this test in life. Because you will be blessed, not stressed when you do. And it's not prosperity gospel. It's just the Bible. All right? It's a test. Malachi 3.10, refresh. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing there will not be enough room to store it. Let me ask you, who gets paid monthly? 
Raise your hand. Okay. Who gets paid twice, twice a month? You know, every other week, whatever. You all get paid, right? And again, when you sit there and you look at that money come in your account, you're thinking, am I going to storehouse this bad boy? Or am I going to store it in my house just in case? It's a test. It's a real life test. And we all have to pass or fail it every single time that money shows up. I want to pass better. Are you with me? Because I failed so much in the past because I was not properly taught these things. People are thinking, do you know how much money I make? Nope. Don't want to know. Like I told you earlier, I don't look at what y'all give. Do you understand what I'm saying here? I don't do that because I want to get up here on a day like today and everybody is exactly the same. I don't know. I don't know. I can maybe whatever job you have be like, well, that could, no, I don't even spend time on that type of thinking. Because I, I don't want you to do it for that. I want you to do it so that you're blessing God. So that, again, you can be a blessing to others. So important. This is the only scripture where it says that you can test God in this. God wants you to say, hey, look, test me because I want to prove you something. I want to prove you that I am the best father you will ever have. I'm the best father that will take care of you regardless of, of, of what you are missing and what you do not have. And I don't want you to live under any, remotely any curse whatsoever. I want you to be blessed. I want you to pass the test. Isn't that hard? Because what, what, while we're thinking about this, you're thinking, so I make X amount, 10% of that? That's a lot of money. Trust me, I know. People say, you do that every month. Yeah, Absolutely because I want to pass the test. That's why I shared with you earlier about how we give to missions. We want to give like everything if we can as a church. But if we get it right now, if we get it right at this point in time, as we grow and more people give like they do, we will be able to give more and more and more and more. We want to learn the lesson now when we're small so that as we grow, we'll do the same thing every single month. First check, first fruit out. It just makes sense. And it makes it so much easier because it puts it back on God because we can test him in it. The curse is simply this, a consequence for behavior. A lot of times we try to think, ah, that word is so scary. There's a consequence for behavior. Remember when you were a kid? You, you experienced some consequences, right? I know I sure did. The hind parts hurt a couple times too, too much, okay? Because there were consequences, it's not this scary term. It's an understanding. It's a consequence for behavior. So let's have the right behaviors on the front end. Second thing is this. Tithing is biblical. Tithing is biblical. We think about it in the Old Testament. And we think about this law, and we're not under that law. But this was beforehand. Genesis 14, 18 through 20. Then Melchizedek, king of uh, Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of, of God Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. 500 years before the law. Genesis 28, 22. And this stone that I have set up as, as a pillar will be God's house, and all, of, and all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. 400 years before the law. Leviticus 27, 30. A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to God. It is holy to the Lord. It's set apart. It's set apart so that it can be given to others because he has a plan in that way. Deuteronomy 26, 1 through 3. 
When you have entered the land the Lord your God has given you as inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled it, take some of the first fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land the Lord your God has given you and put them in a basket. Then go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name and say to the priests in the office at the time, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the land the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. They were thankful for what God had given them. Therefore, they give of what's already his. Then, the Lord, then say to the Lord your God, I have removed from my house the sacred portion. Listen to that terminology, the sacred portion, and have given it to the Levite, which they were the priestly order, the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow, right? We want to help people with this. The fatherless, the widows, people that don't have, right? Are you with me? According to all you commanded, I have not turned aside from your commands, nor have I forgotten any of them. It is so important for us, so important for us, to give. Are you getting it here? What we want to do is take what is given and give out because it's biblical. We don't want to hold on to it. We want to let it go. I can tell you that I've been in ministry long enough to be around pastors that have storehouses that are very, very big. And I look around their community and their houses that are falling down. There are people that are hungry. There are people that are doing without because the storehouse is great. The roof can be replaced easily because there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. Think about what we can do with that. That's what I always do. I mean, we could straight up build an orphanage right from the ground up with that. Are you with me? We could do, right? We could, we could another place for the Metanoia Missions Project. We could go to Morgantown, and there's a storehouse of God, which is just across the street that feeds folks from our community. We could, we could give it to them. You're right. We could take care of the home. That's, that's, not, that's not really exciting for us sometimes. It's a little dirty. It's a little yucky. That's why we're here, to give. That's why we're here, to take what God has given us, bring it to the storehouse so that we can appropriate, appropriate it out to give to others. That's what it's about. That's, that's actually the dream. What if Jesus had something to say about it? What would you do if he asked you to do it? Matthew 23, 23. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, your mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. Jesus was saying that you ought to tithe and let the other stuff be undone. It doesn't matter. You look so religious, you look so great, but are you willing to give of your first fruit? So that people can be fed, so that people can be, and this is the biblical context for us today, so that when someone comes in off the street, we can give them a bag of food and say, here you go, go and be blessed. That's the desire, right? As a church, we want to create something called the Foundry Cares. I'm believing, I'm, I'm crazy, you can ask most people, I'm believing, this is nutso, that the Morgan Hotel would be a great, a great dream center for something like that where someone could walk in on the ground floor, go to every single floor, have every type of care that's provided and needed. All of, the, all of the community organizations that already exist, why don't we bring them all into one house so one person can come? I'm not Christian, non-Christian, doesn't matter. We want to help people. If we could all come into one place, someone walk through the front door, they get their dental needs, optical needs, their health needs, right? Job coaching needs, stewardship needs, management. You see what I'm saying with this? Would that be awesome? And you could all work it with me. They're like, 
You hear the doors sling open, glasses broken. But we're going to celebrate Robin Christie later. Don't go, you know. Wouldn't it be cool to actually be the church again in the community? That just, ooh, goosebumps a little bit. This is why people don't want to give the church, because you got <laughs> Bentleys and fat salaries. Makes you sick. You got people that come in that aren't together, and you're like, have you looked into the mission down the street? It's like, what are you doing? Your family is needy, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's why we moved. That's why people have come. So that we can help people. And that's what it's about. To get outside of ourselves long enough to see the need that's around us so that we can help somebody. But that's a lot of money out of my salary. You're right. I get it. I get it. But God gets it even more. Hebrews 7, 8. And in the one case, the tenth is collected by people who die. But in the other case, by him who is declared to be living. God receives it in heaven. You're not given a mortal man. You're given an honor to God. Just listening to him. Just listening to him. Following the precedence from his word. In the process, you'll be blessed. Second Chronicles 31.4 The context here is, is Hezekiah and taking over in such a way to, to challenge the people of Israel to give again because there was need around them. And we see he ordered the people, verse 4, he ordered the people living in Jerusalem to give the portion due the priests and Levites so they could devote themselves to the law of the Lord so that they could love God and love people like Jesus said. Not all these laws that nobody could come up under, but the simplified law that we try to live by as the foundry, to love God and love people. This is why we do it. Like Hezekiah said, and you know what happened? As, as, and I'll let you read the context on your own there because it's an amazing story. As a benefit of that, they had so much, so much, they didn't even know what to do with it. If everybody did a little, imagine what we could do with that lot that we would come in with. Imagine. Seriously, because I'll tell you what, in the conversations that Ashley and I will have on Monday, it was like, where was it at? Are we sustaining this? Let's find somebody else. Who else can we give to? That's what it's about. Pushing it out, pushing it out, flowing through keeping the pipes clean so that God can flow more through you. It's important. It's a matter of the heart. And I just be real with it. Your heart's attached to your wallet. See, there are two testimonies that we have in our lives. Someone who does tithe, who does give. I'm so blessed. They're like, but didn't you have a big financial struggle? Not so yeah, but man, I'm so blessed. But didn't you like not you know make it on this or that or you yeah but i'm so blessed you got to be a good steward of everything else you know that but the, the understanding is that i am so blessed so blessed but the other side of that is man i i don't even know where i i, I can't give do you know how much that is do you know how much that would take for me do you know i can't do that you won't know the blessing of this until you start 
And I think it's kind of funny that um, Malachi 3.10 is the key verse here because I thought of this a few years ago when we were doing a series at our old church. 3.10. Here's a challenge. Three months at 10%. See what happens. Try it. Try it. Just, just test God in this. Right? Test him. See what he'll do. Now, let me be honest with you. Will creditors call and say, uh, Mr. Myers, we want to congratulate you on the forgiveness of your... Maybe not. You know what I'm saying by this? Hey, uh, this is so-and-so financing. We want to let you know that we have forgiven the note on your car. Probably not. Maybe so. I don't know. But what you will feel in your heart, the obedience that will be in your heart, will change the way you see everything. Because you will be able to say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm not stressed like I was before because I know I'm honoring God in this. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm honoring God. I never was able to hear from the word like this in my life growing up. I was raised in a home where they, <laughs> we got some money. Let's go out to eat, right? Did you? Let's buy something. That doesn't work anymore. Let's give to God and thank him for what is his. That's what I want us to do. I, I want you to do it for you so that you can rest at night knowing that you've honored God. Not about here as much as it is here for you so that you're honoring him. I don't know about you, but that gives me rest at night. I sleep well. Where I need to improve is making sure that I'm doing the first fruit part, not a list, not an item on the list of my bills. That's where I need to improve. Are you with me? There's honesty. Honesty. I'm going to change it up because I get paid every two weeks. I'm going to first fruit it then versus some big lump at the end. Are you with me? That's what I'm going to do. Okay? That's my challenge to me. So how do you respond? How do you respond? This is what I want to do. We're going to conclude with a song. Our worship team's going to come up. And I, I want you to, um, if, if God has, has challenged you on something while we were talking today, I want you to, to, to maybe put it in your phone, write it down, a piece of paper, take even a connect card on the back. You can rip off the bottom and, and write down what he said to you and take it home with you. And I want you to receive the challenge to, to give for honor to God, all right, not for the benefit of here. Because this priest isn't taking anything else, if you know what I'm saying. It's only for us to give more and for you to honor God, all right? So that you will not have to live up under the consequences of not giving, but you will live in freedom, okay? And that's the key. So what we're going to do is, as these guys get ready, uh, I want to challenge you with that. Take the challenge in your life. Start somewhere. I mean, go for the gold. Go right, go right forward. This is, I'm black and white. That's how I try to live, black and white, right? Just do it right from the start. I have pastor friends, and they're like, you're going to talk about that stuff already? I said, you know, I have an obligation to tell people the truth because people didn't tell me. I'm pretty upset about it. Right? I want to know the truth. So there's the truth. It's scriptural. We'll talk more about it if you want to meet. Let's do it. It's fun. There it is. Let God bless you. All right? So close your eyes with me. And um, 
At some point today, you may have felt that, hey, listen, I'm not even at the relational status that I need to be with God. I know that there's no way, I've heard this before, that there's no way to, to God but through his son. And that's where I need to start this morning. First and foremost, I haven't given my life to him. So you're asking me to, to jump around that given my life thing to, to dip it into the checkbook. So let's start with your life this morning. You may have felt that inkling of, I need to do something about this. What does it take? Sacrifice, saying, I give up. It says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn from the life that I was walking toward on my own account, on my own accord, and I will repent and I'll turn to him. That's the simple part. That's what you can do. It just takes a, a decision, a conscious decision to do it. Maybe you need to, to re-engage your faith too. Same type of thing. Just say, God, help me again. If you feel like you fall on that first and foremost, just look at me real quick just so I can pray for you directly. All right? You don't have to get up or anything like that, but just look at me if you feel like the relationship thing is stressed, okay? Anybody else? All right. And now here's the other part. If you feel like God has said something to you about how you steward what he's given to you, pray that he'll help you today. Pray that you can act on it. And when we worship together, when I'm done praying, when you stand, stand in victory and understanding that God has come through for you and he has enlightened you to what his word has to say about being generous with everything, specifically finances because you're choosing to be blessed, all right? So I'm going to pray. And then when I'm done, literally, we're going to start worshiping together. And then after that, we're going to celebrate Rob and Christy in the back at our cafe, all right? So there's your clear directions. So number one, your relationship with God. Number two, your relationship with what he has given you. And number three, worshiping for how good he is. And then we're going to hang out. Okay? All right. And if you do need prayer whatsoever, stick around for afterward and I'll be up here so it's not stressful for you. All right? And we'll pray for you. Okay. So, God, we thank you for this day. We do, Lord. We thank you that, God, your word is clear. But, God, what is way bigger than that and what's so hard for us to understand is that you're a good father. God, this stuff still floors me all the time, how yet while I was still a sinner, while I was still doing my own thing, things that separated me from you, you still loved me. I don't get it. And I hope I never get it so that I always try to, to, to keep reaching toward you and talking to you about it so that we grow closer and closer to the day that I'm with you forever. And then I'll understand. Thank you for the relationship, God. Thank you for your son who gave his life so that we can give our lives for others. And Lord, we do thank you for the, the biblical precedent of what it means to give, to tithe, Lord. And you put it in place for us, not for you, but so that we learn to trust you more with everything. Help us to pass the test. Help us to pass the test. Help us. Every single day, every single opportunity, there's extra things that come along to pass the test. We thank you, God. And Lord, I just...
just a few seconds, we'll stand in victory knowing that we will be blessed because we have honored you with our hearts and then we will follow it up with everything else. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray.